Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey, uh, my name is Johnny. I'm Emily. And I'm Jeff. And we make up the band for all seasons. Welcome to the podcast. Other than our introduction that we did, this is our first official episode. And so we welcome you. We're glad you chose to join us. Uh, for this first official episode, we wanted to wrap up 2018. We're currently recording this episode on the 20th of December, which means the new year is right around the corner. And that brings all sorts of feels sitting. Yeah, the feels sitting, remembering, looking back. And so we thought we would do that with you um, and go through our top moments of 2018. And so, Jeff and Johnny, if you're ready, let's kick this thing off. Let's do it. Number one. So we went ahead and made this list chronologically, which means number one, obviously, is the release of Clarity, REP that we released earlier this year. It sounded like you said RIP. Nope. Our RIP Clarity. Yeah, that thing ain't dead yet. Definitely not. (laughs) I hope not. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, January 26th of this year, we released um, our first label project, meaning that we partnered with a label to release it. Um, And it's a seven song EP of all original material that we believe in, that we spent a lot of time working on. But it was a huge uh, thing for us to release that project because the two that we'd released prior to that were our live session projects. And those were like a mix of covers and originals, but we had released them, or I'm sorry, we had recorded them live and done it all on our own as an indie band. And so this project was the first one in a while that we partnered with a producer, well, multiple producers for this one, and spent some money on it. (laughs) But you know what, it was worth it. Yeah, I I think this this time around working with the label brought a lot of different like experiences with this one. You know, in the past we would like be like, "That's a great song, sweet. Let's record it, sweet. It's out." I mean, our our last project that was a studio record prior to this, I think we wrote the same amount of songs that we recorded. Right. For that yeah. project, we literally we reached had like twelve songs or eleven songs. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, cool. We wrote the eleventh one. Let's go. But on this project, <laughs> we he wrote how many songs? I think over 70, right? Over 70 songs and released how many? Seven, which is crazy. <laughs> but it made it so that these seven songs, we were really, really proud of them. Yeah. And we knew that they deserved to be there. They'd bought their way to the top. So, I mean, we've heard so many cool stories from people throughout this last year of how the songs on this project have impacted them and... So, I mean, we couldn't, thinking back through 2018, it really is kind of the first place to stop on the list is this project. Are there any really cool stories that pop out to you guys about this project? Yeah, I've got kind of a funny one, but um, we we threw an event in January and um, these two girls came uh, to see us play and... Um, the next time we saw them, they had tattoos of, of lyrics from our song yeah. Clarity. So crazy. Uh, which was mind-blowing to me. Um, but so cool just to know, like, 
that a lyric can impact so somebody so much, especially that specific lyric. The yeah, um, if it's not good, you're not finished. Because for me personally, that was something that was prayed over my wife before it made its way into a song, um, and and it was a song that we really fought for too. A song that we were like, this song has to be on the record. It's just we had played it live a number of times before you know, we ended up recording it. And so the three of us were just, we absolutely knew that this song needed to be mm-hmm. on the record. And so it's so affirming to know, you know, to hear stories about how that specific song has impacted people enough to get it inked permanently on their skin. Yeah. I think another one for me uh, is the No Other Song. We touched on that in our story about the song video that we did. Actually, is, I don't think on YouTube. the I'm video pretty, that's on YouTube doesn't talk about... Oh, no, it does talk about the writing process. Did. You're right. Mm-hmm. But just briefly, just this idea that we were supposed to record another song. Yeah, You kind of always hear these, this classic story of the song that is supposed to be released, and then all of a sudden, there's another song that kind of arises out of nowhere. It's like the story you always hear, but you don't think it's going to happen to you. And, and then, then it then did. It but uh, we had to work with the producer named Ed Cash, who's a gem of a person, and... Mm-hmm an incredible producer and uh we're lucky enough to work with him and heard a chorus of ours from another song and he's like let's do that song tomorrow and then came in the next day and had verses and a bridge and we recorded it that day and that's no other and we love it and we have a video of him singing it I don't think we've ever released it but we probably should it's worthwhile maybe we'll do Um, that Ed can we release it I'll take his silence as a yes. Perfect. Okay, cool. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I felt like that moment was like a divine moment. Yeah. You know, where like the air cool. is kind of thick and you're like... What is happening? Yeah, like <laughs> surreal. Like the whole process of it, of choosing that song and then hearing what Ed could add to it. Um, It was... Yeah, it was just unreal. Like knowing that God was orchestrating this moment. Because yeah. it was like so beyond our control, and the pieces had to be so perfect in order for it to happen. And, and it did. When we, de- yeah. <laughs> when we decided to record that song, we had one day left with Ed to yeah. not only record it, but write it. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a testament to who Ed is, our yes. label even said if it was anyone else but him, they would say, This isn't happening. You guys are recording the other song. But because of Ed being who he is and just honestly how anointed he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a trust in that. Yeah, I think something I really gained from working with Ed was how much he cared about the heart of the song. Like whether it was, yeah. you know, hearing he wanted to know the stories behind why we wrote those songs or what these specific lyrics meant. And then, you know, he cared so much about vocal delivery. Um, Even which, just watching him during the recording process... I remember Randy, who used to be the guitarist in our band, uh, Randy mentioned, he's like, I just saw Ed just sitting back and levels were peaking left and right, which isn't a good thing. Like, you don't want your levels to peak on a microphone. But they're just peeking all over the place, and he's just closing his eyes, smiling, (laughs) leaning back in his chair, uh, because it's all about the feeling in that moment of the song. And just like... Yeah, he was all about that gut feeling. Yeah. Y'all, my gut's telling me... (laughs) great love well now ed. that we've just turned this into like a whole episode about ed cash we love you ed. we love you ed um i'll bring us back to finish off point number one 
um, something really cool to look at um, that just shows like what Clarity has even done for us as a band this year is we got our Spotify statistics in for the end of the year and the release of Clarity and our, you know, our partnership and support from Spotify garnered a million fans this year, which is insane. That just means a million different people heard our music and there were 6 million streams of songs and the majority of those came from the Clarity Project. And so, I mean, not only was the process of making this record and the process of releasing it, but the months to follow of watching people listen and connect with it has been a huge highlight of the year. Number two. So moment number two is something that I alluded to a little bit, but it was our listening party, which happened in January with the release of the new record. And was awesome. It was. I... I, looking back on that experience, it was it felt like one of those times where we decided as a unit to take a risk on something. Yeah. To, you know, to have this vision of, I guess, wanting to add value to the time that we've put into this um, and throwing our own event where people would come and hear the songs for the first time and give us the opportunity to dialogue about it to share the stories behind the songs you know music decisions and let's be real we were nervous about it yeah oh we were terrified i remember us <laughs> setting like a ticket price and being like we have to add more things because people will never pay for this you get this. a free cd you get a, a cd free... and you get this free printout and my mom's gonna make cookies and then we're gonna give you coffee and it's gonna be this exclusive in this really cool <laughs> venue still guys i just don't think people will pay and then we sold it out with a waiting list which is crazy. It was like the first time, and this is in no way to play like the false humility card, like legitimately. This is something that I I feel like I'm always having to battle with, and really all of us. It's like this moment where we reach where we're like, wait, people really like us? Not to say like, oh, you shouldn't like our music. We're proud of our music, but we're just so used to people being passive listeners, and maybe that's being in camp ministry for so long where it's like, people are excited about you for a week and then it's kind of over. Yeah. Um, but it's to realize that we had 125 local people. Well, who, not even some not, that I weren't mean, yeah. even local. Some people drove so far or flew or flew like they're such fans of ours and so dedicated to our music that they would pay this ticket price to come and to sit with us for the night and hear us tell stories. And they were like stoked about it. It like made it, us, like it, they found it worthwhile, which is right. so weird. Right. It's whenever you are a creator of something, there is this. I feel like this. Maybe it never ends, but the self doubt. It's like you feel. I don't know if it will. Yeah, you feel proud of what you're doing. It's it's in no way do we feel like we're tricking people. Like haha, there's no value. Like we tricked you. Right. We think it's worth right. the price. We think it's worth it for sure. But there is just something crazy about having that be reciprocated. And someone's like, yeah. "You're right. I do think it's worth it. Like I'm gonna choose to pay for it, and I'm gonna choose to show up." Um. Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, just wondering how much of it has to do with having a worship background, you know, oh, yeah. where like, I mean, worship in a sense is don't look at me, look at the Lord. Yeah. And so having that background, it's kind of a weird transition to be now sell, trying to sell records and trying to sell tickets to an event. Um, and I, I, I think 
we've we've been a worship band like from the start um but you know so many of our songs aren't necessarily congregational they're you know songs from our stories about our lives and our our journeys um and so it's i guess another kind of surreal thing to have people come and say i just love your music and uh, it's impacted me in this way we'll definitely do more listening parties absolutely you, you're invited, people. Even listening. if it's not our music, we'll still do a listening. We'll party. throw a party to listen to someone else's music just because we like it so much. Number three. So, moment number three uh, is going to be our spring tour, which is um, our first national tour, which is kind of crazy to think about that. Feel like we've been doing it for so long that this was our first one but we got to go out with some awesome people and uh who were actually jordan felice mm-hmm. and blanca blanca um who are just good friends and the crew of, of guys that were out on the road as well were awesome and so yeah uh, this was a huge thing for us because yeah we've we've definitely spent a lot of our existence as a band traveling and on the road driving for many many hours like you know all of those things which honestly we were super grateful for walking into this tour um we all turned 30 this last year so we definitely bring um a level of maturity but when i say maturity i more mean like creative thinking of like let's drive through the night and like get an airbnb and like let's you know make, care about our health let's care about our health and like yeah, let's pay into that versus like oh, we'll rough it in the van and right feel like crap but whatever that's the kind of maturity <laughs> i'm talking about um that we were able to bring to this tour but this was like totally new territory so the rest of the tour was actually in a bus and the three of us and, and plus taylor jeff's wife who's road managing for us we were all in our sprinter van with Wait, no trailer, just our van. That's right. Jordan's team graciously agreed to carry our gear so that we didn't have to have a trailer, which made life so much easier because we could go. Sounds small, but it's a Guys, huge deal. It's a <laughs> huge deal considering that. Well, it's the idea of being able to drive 30 miles per hour faster. Well, not even that, but you that's like six more or eight tires. 30 that, miles per hour faster is an illegal limit. I'm sorry. It's okay. But I'm saying that's like eight tires that don't have the potential to pop and you always blow tires on a trailer. It just yes. is inevitable. So it saved us so much time. Um, but we would just have to follow behind. And so there were some events where we would have like an eight hour drive between Tuesday night show and Wednesday night show. And that was just a whole new thing for us. So there was that side of it. But then also this reality that we're seeing a whole new group of people, um, anywhere from 400 to 1,000 every night. And the majority of them had never heard of us. Yeah. Which was crazy. Yeah. Super. I mean, the whole thing feels like a whirlwind. Yeah. And it feels so like so long ago. Did it even happen? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I. It was just crazy. I mean... We did 21 shows in around 40 days, 45 days. I think there was like like a week off somewhere in between, which luckily was in Southern California. So we just got to go home, which was great. Yes. Holla. That was amazing. (laughs) Um, And we drove over 10,000 miles. Yeah. Which, I mean, 
one thing I will say I walked away with is an immense amount of respect for people who live their lives on the road. Yes. I mean, load in, load out. You know, you go to bed and wake up in a new city. Or for us, drive to the city. Right. <laughs> drive the eight hours, get to the Airbnb at four in the morning, sleep till noon, show up at soundcheck at one and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it, it wears on you. Okay, so 10,000 miles. So from Orange County, where we are right now, to New York, New York, that is 2,400 miles. No way. So literally, it's going back and forth. What is that? Almost four times? Yeah. Well, we started That's the crazy. tour. We yeah. started the tour in Memphis, and then we went pretty much straight across, right? To yeah, to Southern California, and then we went up all the way to like pretty much Canada. the Canadian border. We were like thirty minutes from it, right? Yeah, and then across to Idaho, down through into Colorado, and then back up to. Back At, up. Once we hit Colorado, we started flying. Oh, yeah. That's because right. it was literally like Colorado to Chicago. And we were like, we can't, we, we won't make it. <laughs> so <laughs> physically, physically we physically impossible. will not make it. So we did that. But it sounds like we're, we're, I promise you, we're not complaining. It was just a crazy whirlwind. Like we look back at it and it really is that reality of did that really happen? But honestly, it was so much fun. Like yeah. we got to see so much of the country and experience new places get to know new people and at times driving ourselves was a benefit oh for sure go go see things and take routes that the bus couldn't do wouldn't and couldn't do yeah and on off days it would be like hey the four all seasons van is like going to see a movie who wants to come and of course everyone raised their hands oh just everyone (laughs) um but getting to meet all new people i mean even just tonight we did a live q a on youtube and two different people that were in there um, had met us on the feature tour, one in Medford and one at one of the Colorado dates. So realizing that we got to share our music with a lot of people that had never heard of us before. Yeah. Um, and it got us excited for the potential of more um, national tours in yeah, the future. I, I, I hope we get to do um, another one this year. And I, I will say, you know, as much as there were, a lot of people who had never heard us, there were people that came out to yeah. see us. And I, I just want to say thank you to those mm-hmm. people um, who came out and, and gave us that night to come see us live and experience our music. And the, the opportunities we get to share a passion like that and share our stories and, and connect with you guys is so special. So can't wait for the next one. This next highlight tends to always kind of be a highlight every year, and that's our summer season uh, because we get to do a lot of traveling and honestly visit a lot of places that we really love. This summer, we got to go back to Oklahoma for super summer, and we spent three weeks in Shawnee, Oklahoma. We got to see all of our friends at Zephyr um, down in Texas. We got to go back to Hume, which was huge. Um, Hume, if you don't know, is a camp in Central California, and we spent our first four very formative years there writing and uh, releasing music and leading worship like essentially half of the year we lived there yeah um we got to go to camp pondo which we love dan skipper and the team at pondo um and then we got to do some festivals including some festivals here in california yeah i I think one of the highlights for me was um 
Spirit West Coast in what was the the one up north? Concord. Concord. I, I think sometimes playing the side stage, you can kind of play a mind game where you're like, uh, no one's going to come see us. Um, but that one, there was there had to be, you know, over a thousand people that came mm-hmm. to see us play on the side stage up there. But it was like it was like they trickled in the moment we started. Like yeah. <laughs> like when we walked on stage, there was 500 people. And then all of a sudden it just doubled. The well, what's interesting I is up. I feel like with that schedule for that specific day. Our set was the only set that didn't double with someone on the main stage. And so it just happened to work out perfectly. Yeah. And major shout out to Rob Hall for yes. uh, going on stage during the break on the main stage and telling everyone to go see us play. Rob Hall. <laughs> we owe so much to you. I'll I'll buy you something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh the Spirit West Coast states were awesome. We got to go to Arizona um, and do a festival there. Wait. Come back to Spirit West Coast. Okay. We played oh. outside of Honda Center. Yes. I Johnny wish almost got to go into the locker room. My uh, my dream in life is to play the Honda Center, which is uh, where my favorite, well, mine and my wife's favorite hockey team play, <laughs> the Anaheim Ducks. Used to East, be the Mighty Ducks. Emilio Estevez, the Arrowhead Pond. Bombay, mm-hmm. Charlie Conway, all of them. So we got to play the Honda Center, which was amazing because we would be driving down the 57 freeway, which is like the freeway we're on all the time. And the giant marquee for the Honda Center had our face on it. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Super subtle. (laughs) But I loved playing there because I literally just wandered around and tried to get into places I shouldn't. And then I tried to... Honda Center, if you're listening to this, ignore this. I tried to convince someone to open up the locker room. That didn't work. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, I remember you showing me that one of the hockey players was working out as the the show was (laughs) happening. We're like, where is he? Yes. It's one of those things where I am so dedicated to this team. Oh, yeah. I literally was watching the end of the game earlier tonight during our live YouTube... (laughs) Because Classic I care. Johnny. Because you care. You only do it because you care. Yes. And so, sorry, we can go, we can go we back. We can keep going. But I had to come back to. That was important. That was a Honda major Center highlight for Johnny. It was like, like I almost did my dream. Perfect. <laughs> close. You were so close, but still a little, a little far. I was like 200 feet away. Yeah. Uh, but then <laughs> we also got to play this incredible festival up in Michigan, which was a huge milestone for us. Yeah, I We've never played in front of a crowd that was that big. I mean, there had to be over 10,000 people. Yeah, at Unity. It was huge. Like, looking out and being like, I can't even (laughs) see where it ends. It was pretty wild. Yeah, and so beautiful up there. Never really been up there in the summer, or actually at all. Right. But I've seen That's okay. I guess I just imagine a place like Michigan being covered in snow. Right, you even know, in the summer. The even yeah. in the summer. Yeah, it's always cold. Yeah, that's what Californians think of like anywhere else, but here. But I will say, it's just covered in snow. The whole thing about like the lake, like we went and saw, was it which lake did we see? I don't even know. One Lake of Michigan. them. Was it Lake Michigan? Yeah. yeah I think we so. saw that lake, and it's just crazy to think that they have their own waves because they're so massive. You cannot see the other end. It kind of felt like we were at the ocean. So well done, Michigan, and God. <laughs> you did good. And also, it's like dairy farmer country, so the green room was stocked with local ice cream. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Pie. It was the best. That was probably my highlight of the summer. There was 
the ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> just the ice cream. Guys, we're easily pleased. If you just give us really good ice cream, we're happy. Or food. I D- love, or just food in I general. I love good food. Let's talk about it. No, let's move on. Summer was amazing. Summer was amazing. All the places we got to go, we're grateful for every place that opened their doors to us. Uh, Yeah. Here comes summer 2019. Kind of. (laughs) Number five. So this next one, we got to play our first international date. And where did we go, Johnny? El Canada. What's their um, oh, national anthem? Canada, Canada, our home, our home and native <laughs> land. I feel like I know the national anthem because of pretty well because of hockey. <laughs> True <laughs> patron lo- love. Love? Yeah. For To all of our Canadian friends, I am so sorry for what's happening right Here's now. Here's the thing. It's a great we anthem. know more than the average American. That's so true. apologizing. That's we're, yeah. we're trying over here. Our we're knowledge goes beyond Canadian bacon. What? <laughs> I said our knowledge goes beyond Canadian bacon oh. and maple true. syrup. We are genuine hockey lovers. So I will say, going to Canada, I just got so excited. And when we flew to Newfoundland, yes. we stopped in Toronto yes. and got dinner and everyone... And their mom was glued to the TV screen. Because so many the moms. Maple, <laughs> so many moms. <laughs> we're so glued to the moms. TV screen because a hockey game was happening. And I was like, I'm home. I belong Should here. Should we move here? Maybe. <laughs> yes, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. We actually drove 30 minutes just to go see a minor league hockey, hockey, a minor league hockey team. Just because it was available. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the the team was staying at our hotel. That's right. You talked to them. And they were, you know, guys with slick back hair, wearing suits, waiting to get on a bus. And I was like, to most people, are hockey players. Yeah, so to I most people, the they don't really care about that. But that that identifies a hockey player. Yeah. So we found out when they were playing and we went to go see a game. And it was awesome. And the event that we played was great. It was YCNL. Yes. And it was at like a local convention center. Um like, but, but it was like an ice hockey arena. Right. And it was so many students that had come from all over Newfoundland and Labrador. And just to see them all kind of converge on this one space. Some of them having driven so far and paid so much to fly. Um, Crazy. Yeah, it was incredible. And so to be invited to be a part of that was amazing. And hearing that when they had announced that we were going to be there for part of it, that the students there were excited because they already knew who we were. Again, rewind to yeah, uh, to how when we started this whole thing of like party it being thing. weird yeah. when people know we're like, wait, people on this island off the coast of Eastern Canada. I think listen it, to our music. <laughs> yeah, that was like a like this is amazing. Not that you shouldn't listen to it, right? But it's just, but like, it's just like we live in our wow. small little Orange County world, and so. We well, just assume no one listens outside of here. And there's so many things that we'll never know because it's not right. like it's not like when you listen to a band, you like immediately go on their social media and they're like, "Right, we don't I live get a in notification." This place and I listen to you. Right. <laughs> we have no idea. Um, but also we discovered that uh, maybe it's just Newfoundland specifically, but I think it's all of Canada is the home of the Kit Kat. Mm. Guys, is the home of the Kit Kat? Yes. Like, that's what we're calling it now. That's what it's called now. 
I just want to make sure you clarify. Oh, okay. Yes, I'll clarify. Because it's, it's not, not official It's yet. not their legitimate slogan for the whole like nation of but Canada. But they love themselves some Kit Kats because they do Guys, special versions. So many Kit Kats I've never seen before. My goodness. Like orange Kit Kat, mint Kit Yuck. Kat. Matcha. Disgusting. Matcha Kit Kat. <laughs> I, caramel Kit Kat. But. Most yes, importantly. Yes. They have a cookies and cream. Kit Kat. Guys. Oh Leave it to the fat guy. Talk about changing. And cream if anyone that's in Newfoundland is listening to this right now and you want to ship us some of the cookies and cream Kit Kat, we Friends will forever. gladly accept them because I've tried looking for them. You for shipping. And you can only find them on eBay and it's like $25 for one bar. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So. Who's frustrated? Again, we're ending this whole topic about food again. The last thing was about ice cream, and now we're talking about candy. We, love food, okay? we should move on. Let's go to the next one. Number six. So, this next one is pretty exciting because it's. I, I was going to go somewhere weird, but. <laughs> Decided not to. Should we keep this in? Um, yeah, let's. let's so this that. next moment of the year is an ongoing moment because oh, it it's growing, it's growing yes, in anticipation. It is a growing moment. It's growing in size. It's growing in excitement. I don't know how else to explain. Jeff, you should just take okay, this from okay. me. Jeff, take it. Yes. What Johnny is trying to say is that what's growing, Jeff. <laughs> a baby is growing in my wife's stomach. Woo-hoo. Baby. <laughs> Taylor Part and I are having our first baby. We found out, I think, the last week of August. And she is due. She is due on Cinco de Mayo. Wouldn't which, have it any other way. <laughs> no. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, we're about halfway through the pregnancy now at this point in time and man the full gamut of emotions <laughs> have hit me i remember we were in this room actually that we're having this podcast in uh, when taylor came in and told me and she was her skin was warm to the touch <laughs> like i think there was steam coming off her just like not How even angry kidding. she was what's <laughs> What'd she say? Because of how angry she was? She was so angry. <laughs> no. was so interesting. Uh, just so, like, I guess, elated. Like, just surprised. And glowing. I think, for, uh, yes. <laughs> Literally glowing. Um, she, I think we've we've just met so many people over the years who have struggled with infertility and how crazy of um, a roller coaster that can be. And so I, I just... I think we kind of, I don't know, we're bracing for that. Um, and and so when we found out, we were just, like, ecstatic. I mean, we, we started trying, you know, about a year before that. Um, but we, we had an opportunity with uh, the church that we go to to um, take some trips down to Haiti. And with Haiti and the Zika virus, uh, pregnant people going <laughs> and getting the Zika viruses, not a good thing um so we kind of postponed it for a bit but man we're so excited to meet our baby girl we've had um ultrasounds and when i heard her heartbeat for the first time my heart just 
absolutely sunk. Uh, it became completely real in that moment, even though Jeff's we took. Love. <laughs> yeah. It's a little more substantial than like releasing a record. A little more intense. <laughs> a little more intense. It's like giving um, birth to creative process. No, it's not the same. It's yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> no, we're um I mean we couldn't be more excited, couldn't be more nervous, couldn't be I mean it's a lot of unknowns and I, I think in the past I've thought, you know, the second we are having a kid, you know, what does that mean for my career? What does that mean for life on the road? And I think I've had the privilege even on that spring tour to interact with so many people who are on the road who do have kids and are making it work and doing the best they can and I think Taylor and I have gotten to the point where um, obviously it's family first and um, if that time comes then it comes but we're trusting the Lord with with um, just addressing things as they come and, and knowing that um, he has us here in this spot for a reason he has us in this ministry for a reason and uh, we're just so excited to meet her next year. And Jeff, what's her name? Not yet. Okay. Her name's not yet. What a beautiful name. <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful name. <laughs> okay. Number seven. This brings us to our final moment of the year. So we've had all these awesome things happen. And as we were kind of transitioning into that end of the year reflection, you know, looking into 2019, we started thinking about, well, we've released a project earlier this year. We've had all these awesome opportunities, but what about new music? Honestly, when we released Clarity, no joke, we had people messaging us within a month asking when new music was coming. <laughs> and we said, calm down. So we've had that pressure on us all year thinking about new music. And so... We started dreaming about 2019, and to be completely honest with you, it'd been kind of a hard year um, with finding our place in Christian music as an independent artist who really had been releasing to our specific audience for so long, kind of being thrown in slash welcomed into this broader audience. It was kind of hard to find our place, like our songs just weren't really doing well on radio, and we were really struggling with, you know, do people even like us? You know, the radio thing's just not working. Honestly, to the point of like, should we be done? Like, we were never to the point of, you know, we're quitting, but you start to have those thoughts kind of go through your mind. And so we would just kind of look back and see, well, what what is our current fan base saying? Because we had these people who loved our music and were supporting us. And we have always been... Um, streamers and when I say that I don't mean like what you hang up for a party I mean people that stream music thanks for clarifying you're that. so welcome I could just see the confusion all over your face uh but we're we we hear people that stream we're not radio listeners and so we find our music through playlists and we had seen how powerful streaming streaming platforms could be for artists who were releasing music continually rather than just dropping one record and then letting that record write out so we approached our label and said, hey, um, what do you guys think about us doing a song a month next year? And they said yes. And they were all about it, mm -hmm. which was like a huge highlight, which is why it's our final highlight of 
of 2018, coming together as a band and dreaming up what we want 2019 to be, pitching it to our partner, uh, our partners at Centricity, and then being excited about it, and then us spending these last, you know, two months crafting a plan for what we want 2019 to be, the kind of content that we want to release, the kind of music we want to make, has been such a great way to end the year it makes us so excited about what's next i agree i could tell <laughs> you, you agree so much that it was just you were just shocked i had no words yeah i have some words jeff go <laughs> okay literally go <laughs> um i think like emily said like this year has, as much as it's been so many firsts for us and so many new opportunities, at the same time, I feel like it's been really good for us to have hardship, uh, in the hardship in the sense of things not working out completely the way they were planned. Um, I think, you know, to be completely honest, you know, signing to a record label, what was that? Two years ago now? Two years ago? Yeah, we're about to hit two years. Yeah. Um, that you just kind of assume that once, you know, you sign with a record label, you release a record, and you are playing arena tours around the world, and you can't That's keep... how it works for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have, you know, billions of streams on Spotify and all that stuff. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah. No, I I, I oh, think I know us. <laughs> I think most people. <laughs> um I just kind of think that we thought things would move a bit faster. Um and so this year has put us into a place of asking a lot of questions about who we are and why we do this. A lot of identity uh questions. And as much as it's been hard to hit walls and have problems and try to figure out, you know, what to do and um, how to how to return to our roots and and just remember that we love this opportunity. And I think after a year of, you know, radio tours and spring tour and a crazy summer, September hit and it was like, what are we doing? Like, what, do we still want to, you know, keep putting all of this effort into releasing new music and touring and all this stuff? And I think it's been great because even individually, I feel like we arrived at these same conclusions of, yes, we still love this. Yes, we still believe in this. Yes, we still feel like God has given us something to say and has given, given us an opportunity to make music for a living, which is crazy and something that 10 years ago if you asked me I would have thought you were nuts to say that you know we <laughs> we would be able to make music and tour the world and yeah you know get get that rewarding experience experience of witnessing people that are moved by music and moved by the truth that God has given us and um, it feels like kind of a refining time this fall and with that came the ideas for 2019, which we are so excited about. Um, we've dreamt up so much for this next year, including this podcast. Um, 
that we're just beyond excited to to share with you guys and to um, allow you guys to be a part of with us. So as we kind of move from here, uh, we want to invite you again to uh, to follow us on social media platforms to stay up to date. And this is not just so that you can like see us post pictures of like our cats. That's mostly me, but it's so that you can be invited into a conversation, um, a conversation that we'll be hosting all year long about what it looks like to worship God in different seasons. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, also, we want to invite you, most importantly, to follow us on music streaming platforms. So whether it's Spotify, Amazon Music, um, Apple Music, YouTube's new service, um, please make sure that you follow us and uh, be prepared for all the new music that is to come. Brace. And if, exactly, brace yourselves. <laughs> and uh, if you're looking for more ways that you can support us in what we're doing this year, feel free to visit our Patreon page. That's patreon.com backslash fa seasons thanks so much for joining us as we recapped all of our highlights from 2018 uh but we're excited to see what 2019 will bring see ya bye bye bye